And welcome back to Say Less, Remote Studios Edition. Again, Argo, roll it's hello. Good, good. It's good to be back. Right in, right in time for the NFL draft. It's it's Christmas for football, and I and I couldn't be more excited for it. Facts, so excited. We have so much to talk about. Obviously, uh, we have the our mock draft that we teased last week. We'll get into that. We'll do our running back rankings. We'll do that one through five. We'll have some surprise picks, I think. But first, we had some breaking oh news today. It's less. a good day oh. to be a Tom Brady fan. All right. It's a good day to be a Pats yeah, fan. If we're it's a win-win win for all across. <laughs> Facts. But as we're preluding to, the Rob Gronkowski, uh, it's been announced that he's coming out of retirement to play with Tom Brady in the Buccaneers. So the Pats trade. Rob Gronkowski and a seventh round pick to the Bucks for their fourth round pick. Uh, Roy, thoughts on all of this? All it's this so is just crazy. so much it, it, it came, uh, you know, whatever, whatever today, and it came and it went in two minutes. It was a done deal. It was like it was Bucks. in the works for God knows how long. Um, so you know, it, Brit, Gronk and Brady were probably have been talking, um, you know, for the past year or so, saying. Uh, you know, Gronk almost got traded to the Lions. He was, he was, and he said, I do not want to play with anyone not named Tom Brady. So he was talking to Brady saying, it depends on where you go, but I might come with you. And it just so happened that he went to a beautiful sunshine state uh, with no state income tax. Uh, and Gronk can live his, his beautiful Gronk life on the beach down there. Um, but it's, it's just crazy how it all came about. Um, like I said, one second, it just was a you know topic of conversation today. And the next minute, it was a done deal. Uh, we got we got great compensation for it. Um, he was a, he was a free agent. He was nothing. He was nothing. He was not part of our team at all. And we just gained a, a fourth round pick today. Bucks. So I'm not hating on Bucks. it. Brady gets to eat even more, have an absolutely crazy, um, crazy weapons receiving core around him. This is the best receiving core Brady's ever been surrounded with. And that just goes to show you that, I mean, that just, that says a lot. I mean, Brady's been around a lot. So um, this is going to be an exciting time to be a Brady and a Buck fan. Fox, it's, it's like you said, it's a, it's a win-win because if you think about it, you're not getting a high round pick for Rob Gronkowski at this point of his career, given that he took a year off. Like you're not, and mind you're not you, he's, a high he's injury a prone pick too. Facts: He was injured the last time we saw him, and even throughout that entire season, he just didn't look like Gronk. He's still a, a good run blocker, but he wasn't the old Gronk we had seen. So you're definitely not getting a high first round pick, and you could argue like, oh, what about OJ Howard and Cameron Bray, the two tight I had, but like, we don't really have leverage for all that. It's a really a one team market. And, and if we really wanted to Gronk had to play hardball and force the Pats to take that was a $12 million cap hit on their roster. And so you really just got a free fourth round pick for a player that was retired, like you said. So it's, it's a win-win all around. 
And I'm just not. And who knows how how much he's really how much he's really into it? You know, he could be playing for a little bit and then maybe have a minor injury and just call it quits or one concussion and that's it. You know, like he he might call it quits early, so you never really know. Facts. But I'm gonna say this again: Thomas (laughs) Edward Patrick Brady Jr. the third, the third Jr. Which one is it? I need the second. The junior. Junior. No excuses. None. 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 Let me just go. OJ, you got Gronk now on top of Mike Evans, on top of Chris Godwin, Cameron Brake. OJ Howard, Ronald Jones. OJ Howard, none. 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 No No excuses. excuses. Absolutely none. Like I said before, it's MVP candidate or nothing. I don't I can't care. Wait. It's there are so, no it's excuses. It's gonna be so so fun. I can't wait. There are no excuses. Brady is gonna take the Absolutely league by storm. None. That is his division. That's his conference now. And Brady's gonna take. This is his league. He's gonna take it by storm once again. It's his. We'll see. But there's no none. No excuses. Oh my god! It's gonna um, be. It's a, that's gonna be a great team to watch. A lot of fun. That's a huge. That's a great storyline for the NFL right now. Brady and Gronk just on another team. Like. Best tight end uh, quarterback duo of all time. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm excited for, for this next season. Are you concerned about Gronk physically at all? Um, he's obviously got to hit the weight room and get back into his football shape. He, Of course, he's a monster, and he can eat as much as he, as he needs, as much as he wants. Um, but he needs to... He needs to get back into that, you know, ground and pound, phys- getting your body physically obliterated every single day, you know, so or every week, really, because he's in the trenches, man. He guys go for his legs. Facts. Guys, you know, he's always in the run blocking game. He's always taking big hits. Facts. He's always going across the middle. Um, So he needs to get used to that. He looks good. He's, you know, a whole year off, but we'll see how it really goes. Box. It'll be interesting to see what they do with now their abundance of tight ends. I mean, Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brake, one of them has I know. to go. And O.J. Howard being in the last year of his contract. And you look at the Bucks who have been wanting to trade down from their uh, number 14 draft pick. We didn't do that in our upcoming mock, uh, mock draft. But it's it'll be interesting seeing what they do if the draft is two days yeah, away. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're going to take a tight end. Or, I mean, they don't obviously need a tight end, but they are old at tight end. Cameron Brake is old. You know, Gronk is older i mean this is last year assuming uh he just came out of retirement like he couldn't be older at this point and oj howard is young oj howard's young like if i'm them i'm really thinking about getting oj howard on the right track on this football team maybe him and brady can get some great connection maybe sign him for another low one or two year deal and trade Brate maybe um or maybe even keep all three that that never hurt to have more tight ends um especially with brady especially with brady but all right, say less. Let's move on to our running back rankings. I'm excited for this. One of my favorite players in the my actually no, my favorite player in this draft is a running back. And we'll get Mike to falls in love with players really easily. That's not true. What other players do I fall in love with? Uh, Stidham. Uh, Van, I'm not in love with Stidham. Van Jefferson. I'm not in love with Van Jefferson. I don't know the way you suck them says otherwise. Oh, they're not. Anyway, <laughs> who's, your, who's, your, who's your number uh, five running back? So this back? is the, the hardest of all of them, in my opinion. This is the fifth one. I think they're, the top four, I think, are undisputed uh, top four. But this fifth one, I picked. It was tough. Right? Number five was. The, it yeah, was tough. Yeah, had, yeah. Who was it between? Who were the two so options? My, it was between. Or a couple options. It was between three people for me. 
personally. It was between um, Zach Moss out of Utah. Yep. um, Cam Akers out of Florida State. Yep. And A.J. Dillon out of B.C. Uh, I just kept some first uh, I, I like AJ Dillon a lot. He's a ground and pound kind of guy. He's a he, you can give him the rock 15, 20 times in an NFL game. He's a grown man, uh, and he puts and he puts up numbers. He's a grown puts up numbers, and he plays against tough, tough ACC defenses that know they're going to run the ball. Um, so fast. he did. He had, he played really well. But I pick Cam Akers um, out of Florida State. Interesting. I pick Cam Akers mainly because of his catching ability. He could be a real three-down running back in the, in the NFL. Um, there's, and he's going to be a second, third-round pick. And those kind of guys mm-hmm. flourish in the NFL because they have no pressure of being a first-round pick. They are always in passing situations, probably on a good team with a good offense. I mean, they could get drafted, you know, anywhere in the 60s or so. So those are good teams. Um he had 69 catches in his three years, which is, you know, that's that's what you want to see out of a college player. And they don't even throw that much to running backs. But he had 69, he had 69 catches. I, I compare him to a stronger, um, a little bit tall, leaner, taller um, Deion Lewis. The way they run, he's he's like really twerky fast. Um, and he has really nice hands. But he, he also mm-hmm. got the ball a lot more, um, obviously, running than Deion Lewis has in his career. But uh, in that mm-hmm. in that sense, he's going to be a three-down running back, so I like him a lot. Fox, I hear you. I, I almost picked Cam Akers. I, he really – he had a really bad O-line and had to deal with a uh, rotating quarterback, so he wasn't really surrounded with good talent. And running back is definitely one of those positions where if you don't have talent, it, it's, it's slow. It's just slow. There's no way around it, so – he definitely does have the physical tools to be a really good quarterback, uh, running back. But I chose Zach Moss. I mean, just watching Zach Moss, he's a pin back, a pinball running back out of Utah. Um, he has a really good co- compact build, really nimble feet for a back his size. Um, good, he has good cutting ability in the hole, really good balance, and he's an excellent blocker. Um, will translate to any type of running scheme you have, whether it be zone or gap swing a gap scheme. I'd like to see him run through people a bit more. Um, he has solid hands out of the backfield. Not Cam Akers definitely is probably a better receiver to your point. Mm. Um, he, uh, it's, but neither of these guys really did it for me. So I wasn't even, re- it's just neither, re- neither of them really caught my eye. I was like, eh, I'm yeah, like, I mean, they're going to, they're going to they're gonna be all right in the NFL. They'll be all right. They'll just be all right. Facts. I chose Zach Moss because I feel like, just watching him run, it's a, it's a, like I said, he's a, he just bounces off of dudes and he's so hard to bring down. And I just, I went with that. But I could hear the argument for either Cam Akers or Zach Moss. It, it, it didn't really, running backs of this caliber will have some decent success in the NFL. Running backs that go second, third round, um, running backs are really dime huh. a dozen in the, in the league. So, you know, huh. you'll find some good, good players um, who work hard huh. and will try to try to find their way on the field. All right, who's your fourth? All right, my fourth, and I'm gonna I'm gonna regret this in like a year or two, but I think oh, no. it's Jonathan Taylor is my fourth. Um, Jesus, yeah, Jesus! yeah. because the top four are all oh top four are all really good players. Top four are all really good running backs. Um, any other year that they two or one or two of these could be first round picks, just depending on team needs. Um. But Jonathan Taylor, man, he is so, so good. So good. Like, two, almost two, four, three straight years of 2,000 yards rushing. He was 23 yards shy as a freshman. Um, he did – he has had a heavy college workload. 
926 rushing attempts in three years, which is crazy if you really think about it. So you really question his durability into the league. Hopefully he didn't get too much. But oh, has he been hurt? No, I mean no. He's been no. He's been fine. He's been fine. That's great. It's like sure he's durable. Nice. That's awesome. But hopefully he doesn't. You know that doesn't wear him down. He it was playing against good defenses, obviously at Wisconsin. So you know strong defenses. But I just found a lot. Of, I just found a little bit more upside in the other running backs. I, I don't know. I just don't know what. I don't know. Can Jonathan Taylor really catch? He has 23 catches in his three years. Like, are, are you just going to be like yeah. a Sony Michelle type of player? Or are you going to be like, oh, 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 you know what I'm right. saying? Like, put some respect on Jonathan <laughs> Taylor's name. Hey, I, like, he's a great player and everything. I just don't know if he's just going to be a one trick pony in the league. Like, that's what I'm saying. All right, I like fair. him a lot. I like him a lot. And it, with the right old line, obviously, and the right team, he. he he could be all right. I hear you. I disagree. He's much higher up in my rankings. My number four back is DeAndre Swift. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry. I'm not what? Sorry. I, I don't really care. DeAndre Swift out of uh, Georgia. Yeah. He's, he's a complete back. He doesn't really oh. have any. He doesn't have any flaws. But there's just nothing special about him to me. Nothing. Nothing special You're about him crazy. at all. Now he's decisive. He understands when he has really good tempo when he runs. He understands when to attack or to be patient. Um, he breaks through arm tackles really well. He's really good balance. He's a good wide receiver, too, and a good blocker. Like he's a good receiving uh, back out of the backfield, and he's a good blocker. But he doesn't have the best vision, number one. Number two, he's not that explosive. He's not a real home run threat. Three, he's not that elusive. Not that he doesn't have great agility, good footwork in the hole. He's he's just he he's more quick than fast. I he's not really gonna make I people disagree. miss. I think he's quite elusive. I think he's quite elusive. Compared to the wrong. compared to the other three guys I have ahead of him, I don't think so. But being a running back is not just straight about all about elusiveness. But I mean, of okay. course, it's a big part. But there's a lot is, more that he, goes into it. It's all about elusiveness, but he's not a real home run threat either, and he's definitely not a great like power back either. So you gotta have at least one of them. He's a, he's the kind of guy that he's on the field for every play though. And he Facts, like I said, he's a complete back. He's a complete, complete back for sure. Complete but there's just back. nothing special about him. I don't think him. all the rest of, I don't think I think he's the best complete back. Yes, I agree. He's the most complete. And, and isn't that what you want in a running back? You want the best complete no. back. No, I want my running back to be somewhat special. To be no, who's gonna do something whether it's making name, people name miss, the running last through running them. Back who was special that won a Super Bowl. All right, don't do that. Don't do that. Tell me. Don't, tell me. That's please. a whole different conversation. I'll that's wait a here whole forever different conversation. When I'm looking for a running back, I say, can you do everything for me? And can you be can you play? Yeah, all right. If that's the case, then other then defense defenses won't know what you're on the field for. You know, you're not a Sony Michelle. You're not you're not just a one trick pony. You, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. He's a complete back, but trust me, I think the at least the top two guys on my list are definitely complete backs as well. I just don't see anything special about DeAndre Swift. He's a com- he's complete, like you've been saying, but what is his one? He doesn't have one special thing where I'm like, oh, okay, he's gonna run through someone. No, he's not gonna. He's gonna burn you. No, he's gonna make you miss. No, it's just he'll do it all. He'll do it all. That's cool. That's fine. But the guys I have ahead of them have special traits that would do some special things on a football field that warrant them being taken high. Take the taking above him, in my opinion. All right, all right, all right. I'll just say, you're gonna regret that in one or two years. All right, we'll see. 
Well, maybe not. This this running back class isn't bad. It's not bad although, at all. Although running backs just seem to fizzle out after three or four years. All right. My third, is it my third now, uh, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at oh. LSU. Oh. Uh, I know how much Mike loves this player. Um, oh. I don't want any spoilers or anything. But he's a, he's a great all-around back as well. Exactly. He can run in between tackles. He can juke on a dime. He's very Oof. fast, and he's Whoa. a strong, short running back. Um, he is great with his hands as well. He's Ooh. a great receiving back. Um, I, I can't really – it's hard for me to really say what he's what, what player he resembles as when he as a receiver, um, but I see a little bit of Ray Rice in him as a running back. I think oh, me and Mike has mentioned that before. Say that. I th- I see a little Ray Rice and I see a little bit of like um, kind of Doug Martin quick feet kind of. Um, so I, I kind of like his his juking ability as well. He he's like an Austin Eckler. I think that's a great. I think Austin Eckler is like a very sound comparison, especially when it comes to his receiving ability. Um, and I think that I think he'll be a great pick, especially a team that throws a lot, um, as we will later potentially see as well. Um, Mike, if you want to maybe just speak on Hilaire or just nope, talk about your third. I will wait to speak on Hilaire. Right. Uh, three, I have J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State University. Um, J.K. Dobbins, he's a home run hitter. I mean, when he gets the ball, he's a threat to go house call every single time. And he has scary home run. Um, speed. He hits the hole hard. Runs a really good pad level and good balance. He's not. I that think little... he's way more of a home run hitter. Or I think DeAndre Swift is way more of a home run hitter than J.K. Dobbins. That sir is cap. I J.K. Dobbins is not <laughs> as fast as DeAndre Swift. That is also cap. J.K. Dobbins oh, he burns people and gets. Uh, it, he. And... What continue? He. he, uh, he I think sorry, he's the best home run threat in out of all these. Uh, running back. Really? Yes. Easily. Okay. Easily. I mean, he just habitually is running away from the Big Ten. Much. Or um, never mind. Uh, he's he, he's a home run. He has the best speed in this draft. Um, he's not elusive or shifty. He he's he's kind of a stiff runner. He doesn't really change direction all that well. He's a thick runner. He's thick and he's fast. Um, and he hits the yeah. hole hard, and he he's he's the home run hitter. He's the type that he's the type of running back you would see with the 49ers running for 70, 80 yards off of one cut. Like that's these are he's got scary track speed. So that's that's that special trait that's going to separate him from a DeAndre Swift. Like DeAndre Swift, like I said, he does everything well, but again, he's I don't think he brings anything special to an offense. He DeAndre Swift's a player. He's gonna take everything that's there that the offense provides him with. He's not gonna do anything. Are you, more. Ta- are you talking about J.K. Dobbins? I'm or talking are you about on DeAndre Swift. I'm sorry. I'm just giving my reasoning for why I'm taking J.K. Dobbins <laughs> over him. J.K. Dobbins. He's a type. Ooh, a little crease there. He'll hit it hard and take it to the house too. So that's my third pick. J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State. Oh. All right. Ah. I, all right, I, I my second pick is J.K. Dobbins. Oh, so you have and, a, he's, he's nice. and I, huh? Never continue. Go. Of course, he's nice. J.K. Dobbins is really good. Very, very, very good. He's my second back. He's he's a very durable. Um, like you said, he's a one cut go and go upfield. He'll always get positive yards. Um, he's grown. He really is grown, and he's faster than he looks. He's faster big. He's looks. probably the biggest. He was dumb fast. <laughs> Sometimes to me he's he, he's he's big, so he looks like he's I mean, kind of he's not only running as fast. Five nine, two oh nine. He's not that big. 
I mean, 5'9", 209, he's kind of – that's kind of grown. Uh, not not for NFL running backs we're talking here. <laughs> grown I, NFL running I, backs are pushing 225. I, mean, I know. Mind you, he's 5'9". Oh, so, so he's a short guy. Um, he, he, he's he, Ohio State product. Ohio State running backs are always NFL ready. Um, that's just how it is. And a lot of players from there are, but especially that running back position. Um, but – I think this might be a good time for me just to segue to my number one because Whoa. I'm just tired of the slander. I'm tired of the slander. The best running back in this yeah. NFL class. It's 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 DeAndre Swift, yeah. and I don't think it's really that. Oh close. my lord! It's, this man is a home run threat. No, Every That's time cap. he touches the ball, he's taking it to the That's crib. Cap. He's taking it to That's the cap. house. That's cap. Watch his man. This man's great. Him burning defenses. He's the shiftiest, most elusive running back in this oh, class, and he's, oh, and he's and he's grown like that too. And he's and he just breaks tackles. He's very strong at the line, and he's fast. You're not watching the same tape I'm watching clearly, <laughs> or you're typing in the wrong person's name. No, nah, bro. I, 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 like I said, this man's not a real home run threat like that. He he's good in the hole. He has and he's great game. with his hands. He is. he is. He is. He's a really complete back, but. I think you're gassing his speed. He definitely doesn't have any power. I think you're gassing his elusiveness. He is not elusive like that, especially definitely not the most elusive. Definitely not the most. I think elusive. he is. I think he has traits to. Um, I know you, what you're going to say in response to this, but he has traits. His receiving traits, yes, the I way he stutters at the line, he has traits of Levy. Oh right, Sandy, move, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he does. He does. Very, very casual, normal. His very um, what do you call it? Uh, confident hands. He's very confident hands. Um, and he's the way he hesitates at the line is very Le'Veon esque. Listen, man, I hear you. I just don't. I just don't agree and he's with just, it. And he, he's grown at the end of the I, day, I, and he's all around complete back. And he, you could plug him in day one. He'll he'll produce in the running game and in the I agree with that part. He really is a complete well. back. But again, he's five eight. 212 so he's not overly big he's not overly powerful he ran a 448 which is like that's not that fast like that's close to four Dude, I, again i don't care about and, that but like, even, football, even the play speed i don't how many times I'm, i i don't see him running away from dudes that often he doesn't always get the edge and run away he had a really good line at georgia a really good offense that's built on um a really strong run game that's pretty advanced for 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 the college ranks um so I, and I just don't see him. Would you take him over Sony? All right, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. <laughs> we might have been a couple years. Too come early. on, man. Of course, I take him over Sony. I take me over Sony. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I just don't. He he's the type of back. Like I said earlier, whatever the offense gives him, he's gonna take, and nothing more. Nothing more. Um, which brings me we'll to my number two pick. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, I believe, has an argument for being a number one back, honestly. If I wasn't so in love with my number one, Jonathan Taylor might have been number one, honestly. But he he, he runs with a low center of gravity. Grip. So you are in love oh, with I, him. I admit, I, like I said, Clyde was hilarious, my uh, favorite player in this draft. Let's, <laughs> I've been very clear on that. Spoiler alert. Oh, D, I mean, there's no one left, so. <laughs> um, Fair. Jonathan Taylor, just to pull up his um 
his measurements anyway, just for a second. He's actually a big boy, 5'10", 226, runs with power, low center of gravity, um, runs through arm tackles, but he also has the agility to make quick jump cuts in the hole and make people miss. Um, He understands how to set up his blockers so well, knows when to be patient or when to attack, runs with great tempo, great pace. Um, He's a better blocker than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, better power than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he's faster than Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, he's a solid – he's like your solid typical receiver, though. Um, Jonathan Taylor, to me, is your typical three-down bell cow type of back. He would fit in perfectly on a team like the Vikings, um, like the Cowboys before they changed their offense last year. But that's the reason – that is that the, Ravens. the Ravens kind of, but they are doing all sorts of different running ways, but they're – um, with there, but yes, he fit in really well with the Ravens. But my point is, when you look at those th- teams like the Vikings, like the Cowboys before they switched, the Cowboys already switched their offense. That type of offense is a dying breed. A lot of teams aren't running offense like that anymore. Um, so that I would, I, the Patriots would be great, for they Jonathan would, Taylor. but we ran that offense out of necessity. Choice, <laughs> That's- well, we're gonna have to do it out of choice or out of necessity OD. Next year, OD, so. unfortunately. Um. So that brings me to my number one. It, it's Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Easy. Out of LSU. No way. Easily, really? he's my number one running back. Easily, and I really don't think it. I personally, I think Jonathan Taylor is really the only one that's close. Again, he's a complete back. I mean, this is he. Like you said, Ray Rice. I he runs with a power like a Ray Rice, like a Mark Ingram. He has the vision and the cutting ability of a Le'Veon Bell. Like, you see him, he gets to the hole, he presses the hole, he's able to stop on a dime and jump cut over two or three holes to his left or right. It's absolutely scary, his cutting ability. None of these other running backs have his same cutting ability. None of them. And then as a receiver, he's easily, easily, easily the best route runner out of all of these five. He um Hands, outstanding natural hands. He's like James White as a receiver. Unbelievable. Um, he's short, but he's not small. He runs with really good power in the SEC, mind you. Um, the best ability to change direction. None of these wide receivers can stop on a dime like him and then reaccelerate to the, to his degree. He stops and then reaccelerates like zero to sixty, like in two seconds. It's so scary. Um, Room. so scary. Um. Like I said, easily the best receiving back out of these guys. He's like James White as a receiver, and James what like what top three or four run, uh, receiving running back in the league. Um, number one, no, Christian McCaffrey's number one. Let's not. No. Oh yeah, Christian McCaffrey and then Austin Eckler. Right, so he's play. in that ilk as a pass catching, be honest, uh, running back. And then when you combine his ability to run with power, like a Mark Ingram or Ray Rice, like you said, or run with elusiveness and jump cut like a Le'Veon Bell, like I think it's no brainer to me that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is number one back in this class. I think his weaknesses are one, he's a he's not that cross block. Again, like a James White, you don't ask those guys to pass block. You ask those guys to catch passes. They're not <laughs> the thing about Clyde Edwards yeah, that's fair, but the thing about Clyde Edwards Hilaire is he he ends up on the wrong team and he's all of a sudden just a three a third Absolutely. down running back. So again that he needs to get pits all these running backs need to get well that's not true. But he doesn't get paid for Like DeAndre Swift is is getting drafted, and he's fighting you for that Facts, number one starting spot. Again, like RB1. I said about Jonathan Taylor and how few teams are running their offense like the Vikings or say, 
Yeah. Clyde Edwards Lair, modern offenses are going three, four wide receivers ride, shotgun, and one running back playing to the left or right. That's modern day offense. Yeah. I think Clyde Edwards Lair is the perfect modern day back. And again, we talk about running backs and the running back market value. The running backs are getting paid. Christian McCaffrey, um, Austin Eckler, these are guys who can do both catch, run the ball and catch the ball as wide receivers on a very high elite level. And that's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm-hmm. That's quite a hilarious. I so I don't I don't see any other way how this man can't be a number one back. He's easily my number one. Easily. Hey, I respect it. Um I hope you've you know you found your little diamond in the rough there, uh in your NFL in your NFL journey this year. Um but at the end of the day, it doesn't look like the Patriots are really gonna go the running back route. Um if at least I don't think they will. Um, we have a couple young guys in the works, Damian Harris, and we probably give Sony one more crack before we do it. Get rid of him now. Get rid of him now. Get rid of him. Maybe. But, yes, yeah, so those are our running back rankings. One, I had Clyde Edwards-Layer. Two, Jonathan Taylor. Three, J.K. Dobbins. Four, DeAndre Swift. And five, Zach Moss. And who were your five? Wow, we we had a we had very different we did. Uh, running back. And I, and I like that a lot. Number, my number one was DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor, and then Cam Akers. So we had quite different lists. We did not have one of this in the same spot as the other, that's which facts. was cool. All right. Well, let's move on to our mock draft where very few of these running backs will be taken in, the, in this draft, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, very few. So they will they will come in the second and third round for sure. All full, all five of them will probably be gone by Facts. the third. So um I believe who has the first pick? You have the first pick in this? I have the first pick in, in the draft. Um so we are gonna do a mock draft. Um I'm doing odd number picks, Mike is doing even number picks, and we have integrated some trades that we will we will announce um, throughout, and we will just stick with the original team that we were supposed to, to draft for um, when those trades That's... do occur. So, Michael, if you want to um, well, you begin the, the draft. Um, yes, if you want to maybe give us an oh, introduction, <laughs> Commissioner Mike <laughs> With the first pick. In the Cincinnati, uh, in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals have selected quarterback Chase Ooh, Burrow Chase at Burrow. LSU. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's extreme, Jake Burrow. Oh my goodness, I I'm sorry, I was writing down the draft names and I actually wrote Chase Burrow, Chase Young. and then you might have spoiled. Uh, it. Yeah, Chase Young took it, but anyway, Jake Burrow. My apologies, everybody. Uh, Jake Burrow, Jake oh, Burrow, wow. first pick in, in the draft. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> oh my God! Dude. No, of course this? not. <laughs> take two, take two. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously, first overall pick. I'm having a huge brain fart. Um, he's the best player in the draft. Um, it's not. It's it's easily easily the the number one choice, the easy choice, the right choice to be a franchise quarterback. For this team, hopefully for the next 10 to 15 years, um, he's coming into a better situation than people might think. I think he's coming into a great offense with A.J. Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Uh, they need to get a tight end for sure. They lost uh, Eifert. But 
a new young coach in Zach Taylor, new regime. They they made a lot of um, free agent splash on on defense. I think that this, he's going to be more successful than people think. Fair point. All right, all right. So number two from Washington, I'm taking Chase Young. I mean, he's arguably the best player in this draft. Another elite, elite, elite All Pro type edge rusher from Ohio State. Um, he's a he's like the Bosa brothers, but he's just a better athlete. He's not as polished as them, but He's just going to be just as freaky, even more freaky, better athlete. He'll get coached, coach up to improve his technique, and he's joining a Washington uh, defensive line that's already stacked with talent with uh, Montez Sweat, uh, <laughs> Kerrigan. Who else do they have? Mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen. So Jonathan Allen. That's, that, that, front, that front four is going to be the strength of that defense, kind of like we saw the 49ers. You have to have a strength. Your, each unit has to have a strength, and the strength of that defense is going to be that front seven, and that's going to cause – so many problems for offenses. So Chase Young, second pick for the Washington. And with Ron Rivera, Absolutely. he's a defensive-minded coach. He's going to really shore up that defense. That defensive line Absolutely. is going to be ferocious. Um, third third pick, the Detroit Lions select cornerback Oof. Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. Um, one of the best defensive players in the in this draft. Uh, he's, he's the best, in my opinion, easily the best cornerback in this draft lockdown guy out of out of ohio state we mentioned running backs but cornerbacks also i mean ohio state just breeds talent as i mentioned numerous times on the show but the d-line cornerbacks running backs those are ohio state players those are Ohio state picks um he's gonna be he can lock up you know he can match up with your number one receiver go at it all day that's somebody you could put on the island he is his footwork is crazy he has great ball skills He's not afraid of any, you know, any challenge. He's not afraid of just manning up on an island by himself. So Lions that, need a lot of secondary help. And now that's I must a ask way you, to start. there's been so much buzz yeah. recently that teams are starting to become higher on C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Mm. And part of the reason is um, while uh, Jeff Okuda may be a more polished product, that C.J. Henderson actually has a higher upside because of his athletic traits. What are your thoughts on this? CJ Henderson is a dog um, and he it does ball out and he is very athletic, very fast and long arms, which is you like out of a cornerback. And he, he's explosive, you know, when when he on his cuts and when he jumps too. Um, they all they both have good ball skills. But to me, like you, you said it, he's Okuda is more polished. Okuda is more number one cornerback i'll cover your number one receiver ready right. right now in the nfl henderson's a little bit on the smaller side um you know akuda's more more filled in and built uh so you know there's a lot of receivers out here that are physical like the julios um like the deandre wow. hopkins is in the world i mean he akuda's going into a division with Devonte adams um, he's going to division Oof. with adam thielen you know, like he's uh, Allen Robinson. He's playing against some dogs out here, so he better Absolutely. he better be ready to strap and, up. Yeah, on top of that, Akuda great. doesn't really have great long speed, um, elite speed. All the greatest corners of all time, whether it be a Deion Sanders, Darrell Rivas, we just saw Stephon Gilmore win the Defense Player of the Year this year. They all have great long speed, elite forty time speed, which is part of the reason why they are who they are. You have to be able to run with guys like Odell Beckham Jr. You know. Um, so I think that's mm-hmm. part of the reason. I understand that. So if I were the Lions, I'd look really hard into that um, because, like I said, he's more polished, but does he have the athletic ceiling to be an all-time great corner? Um, for New York Giants, this is actually a trade. Uh, 
Roy, all the way down at nine with the Jacksonville Jaguars, decided he needs to trade up and get a certain player at number four. So, Roy, what's going on here? With the fourth pick in the draft, the, the Jaguars have traded up to get Tua Tagovailoa out of Damn Alabama to be their franchise quarterback. So this is the biggest loop that we threw into this draft. This this put our draft through an absolute 360, 420 loop. Um, it, 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 this, this, the wave after this was unpredictable. Um, so the Jaguars, rumors here and there that they might trade up. Um, I don't know if they were talking about this pick at 9 or 20. But I felt that they really need their, their franchise quarterback, and there's no better time to do it now. Their team without Tua right now is good enough to be in the 9 to 11 to, to 15 range in next year's draft. That's not good enough to get Trevor Lawrence mm. or Justin Fields. They need to do while it they have now. The capital. They only have – yeah, while they have the capital, exactly. They have a lot of draft picks um, you know, from trading a lot of their players that have gone away. Uh, like Jalen Ramsey, like Calais Campbell, uh, to name it. Yeah, Ngakwe soon. Um, so they're they're getting a lot of rid of uh, a lot of veterans. So Tua is just that guy to answer all the questions at the quarterback position. They had they got rid of Nick Foles, um, but now they have Gardner Minshew. Is he really the answer at quarterback? Is Gardner Minshew really the answer as your franchise no. quarterback? I'm not buying it. I'm no. no, he's not. I'm not buying it. And they're saying very quiet. They're very. They're keeping all their cards hidden, ah, dude. They they're gonna surprise some people. That would be an an awesome pick, and it would just put the NFL world. You know, it would be I go crazy. You, I, I, I your your reasoning and logic behind the trade makes a lot of sense. Um. So then this leaves mm-hmm. the. Uh. No, this is your fifth pick again, Miami Dolphins. They're in the oh yeah fifth pick. Yeah, I'm I'm they, odd numbers. They really wanted yep, to. Numbers. They've been reporting tanking for two or for years now, but recent weeks it come out that. Uh, Dolphins had actually been favoring Herbert over Tua, so if that turns out mm-hmm. to be true, this doesn't that trade doesn't really matter to them anyway. But then it could turn out to no, just be a smoke not screen. At all. So who knows? And so with the fifth pick, I had I have the Dolphins taking Herbert. They need that quarterback. You know, I, I I originally always had the Dolphins taking Tua, but the Jaguars they had to get in front of the Dolphins in order to do that. So I have. Dolphins with Herbert. He look, Herbert is gonna. He is what he is. Um, he's gonna. What you see is what you get, as I said in the last say last video. But uh, sorry, podcast. But he, he can. He might be able to do it. All right, he might be able to do it. Like Mike, like me and Mike said, he doesn't have the it factor, but he can get the job done. He's a smart guy. He's he needs more to be more of a vocal leader. Um, but Brian Flores needs his guy. And they have a good enough team to put together some wins and be kind of competitive in the AFC East. That's that's kind of open now. So they need their quarterback. They need their guy. And, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a great veteran guy. Facts. And as we go on with this draft, I think you're going to see the Dolphins are really starting to put together a very good team. And when you have a coach like Brian Flores, you don't always need – the most vocal raw raw quarterback because I think Brian Flores will be able to handle and and lead the troops pretty well on his own. I think we're both pretty big fans here of Brian Flores. Um, of course, number six, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going with Makai Becton. I mean, they they they're this team was so close to being such a complete team. I could have gone quarterback too, but with Tua 
and Herbert both being gone. They were rumored to get maybe one of them, but the Jacksonville training up, that kind of takes quarterback out of the cards for them. So I'm going Makai Becton as my first tackle taken off the board. He's a behemoth, an absolute behemoth. I believe he's around like six, seven, six, eight. Um, 360, 70 pounds. He's an absolute behemoth, and he can move his feet. He's not as polished as some of the other tackles we'll get to in this draft, but his raw size and ability makes him a can't-miss, all-pro type of tackle. And you look at the Carolina Panthers, the the Chargers, they're a team to run the ball. We saw what they were doing with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler in their past. Melvin Gordon's honestly gone now, but Becton will fit in well because he can really – he'll be a, a mauler in the run game. And this team is really just such a balanced, really perfect team. And if Tyra Taylor can really do some things at quarterback, we're talking about a, a team that could challenge the Chiefs in the AFC West for sure. Nice. And, and what's crazy about the, the trade that, that happened a few picks ago is the Chargers have been, you know, in a lot of conversations about getting a quarterback. Uh, once those Jaguars got in front of the Chargers, got in front of the Dolphins, Chargers, uh, you have a decision here. Do I just fill team need or do I reach and get Jordan Love, maybe trade back and get Jordan Love? So we have Mike was, you know, having deciding his, his options, um, weighing his options. And I feel like he definitely went the right route oh, thank you, sir. Uh, with getting Makai back then. You're welcome. You're welcome. And the seventh pick, the Panthers get arguably the most intriguing prospect in this draft and that's isaiah simmons he's an enigma like no one knows what he is he's just kind of like a ditto the pokemon ditto he just can do anything he can be anyone and he can play any position he can be at the end he can rush the passer he can drop back in coverage against your best tight end against your slot receiver your running back um he can blitz as a linebacker he can he he can be a safety he can he can roam around He, he he can do everything and I think and I think Carolina, new coach, new regime there as well, and he starts the new the new Panthers that is that are no longer with the Luke Keekley gone, um, uh, Mario Addison gone, uh, uh, Thomas Davis gone, James Bradbury gone, uh, Josh Norman long gone. They they've. They've Julius Peppers been gone. They've had they just have a turnover on that defense. Gerald McCoy gone now. Um, they just gone. Don Terry Poe. See you later. They have lost every player on their defense, and so they need this would be a great start. Mm-hmm. Somebody that can and play. And this all is a real positions. interesting team to keep an eye on because I think either the Giants or the Panthers may be the most likely to take Isaiah Simmons in the top ten. So it'll be interesting. It's interesting to see. Mm. Simmons is a player that could potentially slide out of the top 10, even though he's definitely going to the top 10 picks. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But moving on to my pick, Arizona, everything's worked out fine for me. From the start, I wanted Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Um, it's either him or Beckham for number one tackle in this draft. And for me, given how the Cardinals are a fast, hurry-up offense, I don't think that's the best situation for Beckton to be in because, like I said earlier, he's a big, hulking tackle. So if he had to be in a hurry-up um, offense all the time, I don't think that would suit him well. And so you look at Jedrick Wills, he's, a, he's an athletic, quick-footed uh, tackle who's been described as having basketball quickness. That's perfect for a fast-paced offense like this. 
Um, and then you look at what the, the Cardinals are building. Kyler, who I'm a big fan of, who I believe will be an MVP candidate in the next few years. They had Kenyon Drake in the Kenyon Drake in the backfield to replace David Johnson, who they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, a top five wide receiver, to, to go with Larry Fitz, the GOAT wide receiver. Not actually the GOAT wide receiver, but they respect on his name. One of the GOATs. One but of the GOATs. The go- one of the and GOATs. Christian, uh, Christian yeah. Kirk, our receiver. They have another deep threat in our our guy, Andy Isabella. So that offense is really coming around. I love what the Cardinals are doing. And so easy pick for me. That's what I wanted all along with the, from the Cardinals. Jer- Judge of Wills out of Alabama. Nice. Oh, number nine. This is okay, me again. So... so this is from the trade we had with Jacksonville. Yes, this is you. Yes. Um, yes. the Giants they have holes yes. everywhere. Swiss cheese. It, they can't go wrong with whatever they did. So that's that's also a part of the reasoning why I decided. You know what, Jacksonville? If you want to uh, take them, I have Daniel Jones. I have holes everywhere I need to feel, fill. So one of those big holes I'm going to fill is um offensive line. I'm going Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, the most athletic uh lineman in this draft he absolutely shined at the combine he's not as polished as some of the other guys but and he might not be able to play tackle right away he might have to play guard at first while he gets polished out but they have a lot of work to do and this is one of those things you can a one stone you you draft to fix your o-line not only are you helping the aforementioned daniel jones but you're also helping saquon barkley who desperately needs help he we we know he can make guys miss from everywhere but at least for his, his uh, magic, so that's my yeah. pick. Yeah, I like that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Um, a couple, you, you three tackles already off the board. You are up again with the Cleveland Browns, who might also need some protection for their and the, potential yeah, franchise. And that's exactly where I have them going. Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. The Browns for a top ten team. In terms of draft wise, they don't really have lots of holes to fill. They they um they signed what's his name? Oh. Yep, they signed Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin. Have, we know what their receiver is like. We know what their running back is like. We know what their defensive front is like. They could have made it was maybe a two. They could have gone linebacker, but I think that's a little too high to go linebacker. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it honestly. But Andrew Thomas is such a well polished um tackle out of Georgia. We know Georgia there for years now have been a really NFL style run game. So they are they have really well schooled line play and running back play, obviously. So I have them filling that hole and really it's really put up or shut up time for the Browns because they don't really have any clearing holes on that roster. Yeah, Absolutely. they're a candidate for trading back. But, um and, they're a candidate and we discussed for, that you know, but once the picks. top three yes. tackles went in the top in the first nine picks it was just no we gotta we gotta get Andrew Thomas yeah now. we we gotta shore it up yeah we need an absolute um and I think that was the right pick so the big four, four tackles in the top 10 and now um, we get to so, wide receiver yeah, row uh, wide receiver row and with 11 the New York Jets who are, are very Swiss holes as well um, uh, along their team. Uh, b- big holes at wide receiver, big holes and the defensive back, big holes on the O-line. Um, and so best receiver on the board, Jerry Judy. He is a pro bowl, all pro potential receiver. Um, he has the, uh, we mentioned it last week on the, our top five list. 
Um, he's 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 like the third best route runner in the league as it is right now. Um, he has crazy feet. He will take Sam Darnold to the next level. Um, pair him with Quincy Inunua as well as Jamison Crowder, and we have a serious wide receiving core. Um, he he's he's a, he's an NFL ready. He's NFL ready right now. He could be he could play a game tomorrow and he could burn people and he could do his thing. Um, like I said, he has he is Julio in him and. And I just can't wait to see how he plays, especially with Sam Darnold. He needs this. The Jets need this. They need to be excited about something. That football team and that oh organization is trash and has been for too long. And it seems to it seems to keep getting worse. So um, this is a yeah. This is a pa- uh, pick it's called wide receiver row for a reason. You had the Jets, the Raiders, um, the 49ers at thirteen. These are all three teams that could take wide receivers. Um, and right and. Denver, right, and so it'll be interesting right to see which wide receiver goes first because the Jets, you mentioned their wide receiver core. They have Quincy Inouye, they have Jameson Crowder, who is kind of that nuanced route runner. Um, so do they go repetitive and get another nuanced route, route runner like Jerry Judy? It's been reported that Henry Ruggs could be the first wide receiver off the board, and it makes sense because Henry Ruggs would be a great fit on the Jets. He's a, a deep threat that would replace on Robbie Anderson, who they just lost to the Panthers. But you chose to go Judy, and that leaves me, John Gruden, and the Raiders at 12 with Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. I mean, it's it's just an easy pick, really. It's 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 that, that Raiders team, they're in the right direction. Good old line. Derek Carr is a good, solid quarterback who's probably in a proven year. They have Josh Jacobs. Who's a good running back, but the wide receiver core, it just needed some it needed something. It needed some explosion. Um they had Darren Wall, they have Darren Waller, who's one of the better tight ends. They have Hunter Rent for a good slot guy to man the underneath. They have Tyrell Williams, who's a good vertical threat, but he doesn't really put fear into a defense. So I think Henry Ruggs will be that guy to put fear into a defense and open it up for everyone else. I like that. It's a great pick. Um, Derek Carr needs that as well. That whole team needs it. It's a new team in Vegas. They need some excitement, and he's someone that he can get Absolutely. the ball any play and, and really take it to the crib. Yeah, and one more so thing on top of that. 13th? Uh, oh, Derek Carr's been known to be kind of risk-averse, kind of like a game manager. So with a, with the, with an outside deep threat, speed threat, like Henry Ruggs, he has no excuses now. None. None. You better start slinging that ball. No. Yeah, you better no, start slinging that ball. They're going to let it fly. They'll let it the 13th pick, the 49ers have traded with the Eagles. The Eagles come up from 21, so there will be a lot of draft capital behind this move as well. Um, I, we desperate. all know the Eagles are very wide receiver, desperate. Um, needy, desperate, and there are not that. I mean, there are a lot of wide receivers to be taken, but there's only a few left wide that receiver difference ones. makers in this first round. Um, and so, yeah, wide receiver ones. And the Eagles draft trade up and draft Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Um, wide receiver rows. So once one's taken, they know the pressure's on to be take you know the rest to be to be taken as well. He's a great route runner, um, great body control, great hands. I mean, we hit it, we hit it last week as well. Um, he's just re- NFL ready. Uh, LSU produces wide receivers: Jarvis Landry, oh, yeah. Odell Beckham, just to, just to name a few of, of recent. Memory. And and he has a similar build to Odell, um, similar play style. Um, and he's just he's ready to to produce, and the Eagles would be a great fit for him. Alshon Jeffrey is is heading out the door, and this will be his his team. Philly's Philly's wide out, and he will be he'll shine with Carson. Absolutely, Wentz like we said last week, he is uh, drafted by Justin Jeff- probably my favorite wide receiver out of 
in this draft. He's he has the ability to run nuanced routes underneath and has the ability to go deep and win 50-50 ball. He's not as explosive as say an OBJ, but he's still really good. He can operate out of the slot and out wide. Uh, and a good um play caller like the Eagles and um damn, who's their coach? I have, I'm having a brain fart right now. Doug Peterson, they'll know how to Doug use Doug Peterson. Uh, and then it's a good receiver that that he can grow with Carson Wentz for the foreseeable future because they already locked up Wentz. So good pick there. 14, your Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Buccaneers, RJ. Um, they can go – they actually have a pretty yeah. solid roster, as we know. I mean, O-line could use some help, but they really kind of missed out mm-hmm. on the big four um, tackles. Um, their de- their front seven is so set, so much talent on their front seven. They really need secondary help. One of the worst pass defenses in the league last year, and luckily C.J. Henderson out of Florida is sitting right there for the taking. So that's who I'm taking. Um, uh, they he's um, like we said earlier, not as polished as a Jeff Okuda, but he has the the traits and the athleticism to become a really, really great uh, cornerback in this league. And Todd Bowles, a proven defensive corner in this league, knows what he's doing and hopefully mold him into a good, a great DB. He's he's a great pick for that team. I would clap. I would stand up and oh, clap and cheer if that were the Bucks pick. Um, they, they need secondary help there. Sorry, players in that secondary. This is a great start. Uh, they may even have to trade for some people. They may have to draft a few pe- cornerbacks in this draft. Um, but that's a great, great pick. Um, at 15, I'm going to continue this wide receiver row. And the Denver Broncos mm. select C.D. Mm. Lamb out of Oklahoma. C.D. Lamb, he's a, he's a game changer. He's a game breaker. Um, he will take a slant to the crib. He's a grown man. Um, he does need to work on his route running, his precision. But he's really athletically ready. Um, he's a dog, and he can really go up Spats. and get it when the ball's up there for grabs. Um, he would be a great compliment to Cortland Sutton uh, and George Fant. And Drew Locke, Drew Locke excuse me, would um, have a great compliment of young re- young receivers that he can grow with. This is oh, a nice you know me. I'm Broncos a big fan team. of this Broncos team. Uh, got, Melvin, got Melvin Gordon this offseason. Got Jarrell Casey D tackle. This is a great Broncos team right now. They're they're on the low on the low end of you know they're sneaky good team. Uh, so watch out for them if they can get a nice wide receiver Facts. in this pick. It'll and be great. So the Broncos, I feel like, could also be a candidate to maybe trade down because they do need some offensive line help. I don't think this is a position where they could reach for an offensive line here. They have been rumored to really want to trade up for Jerry Judy. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. 16, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, it's a pretty easy pick here. You have Derek Brown, one of the best players in the draft, slipping down to 16. We got to this point. We're like, hold on, is this really going to happen? But it's how our draft shaked out. So <laughs> <laughs> it probably won't happen like this. But, it just, like, it, just made it makes sense. sense for us. So. Um, so, if we're going Derrick Brown, I'm going Derrick Brown out of Auburn. I mean, the Falcons, that defense was their downfall last year. It's the reason why they started off poorly now. They got it together a little bit towards the end, but they're going to need some help. They lost Vic Beasley. Um, they don't really have any different difference majors in their front, especially in the middle anyway. Well, no, they have um Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, yeah, but right. be, they there just, would be a great can, they, Both together. of them could put pressure on the quarterback from the interior. Um, so let's just fix that right now. Derek Brown, they get him. One of the best players on the board falls to 16. That's all you're going to say. 
Right. right now, that's Facts. the steal of the draft. That's, that's a not, top five a potential player going um, all the way down to 16. Yeah. It, it just worked out that way, all right? We're not NFL GMs. <laughs> we just wanted to have a little fun, all right? Um, so, at, at 17, the Dallas Cowboys select A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. Dallas, Dallas has a few holes as well. Um, tight end isn't that strong. Um, their receiving yeah, core is, is all right. Um, yeah. it, it, it could use they work. Could it it's could just use another work. slot guy replace um, Randall Cobb, and they're good. Yeah, yeah, yep. And, and Cole Beasley's obviously have has been gone for a little bit as well. Um, their D line is pretty set. They made a couple of moves this offseason. Uh, their linebackers are they they have great great linebackers. So their secondary is what really needs help. Um, whether it's safety. They've been in, you know, potentially in the market for trading for Jamal Adams. But so they go with A.J. Terrell, get a young cornerback out of a great program in, in Clemson. You know, they're well coached. Um, he's, he's an athletic guy. He's a ball hawking kind of cornerback. Um, he won't be uh, he won't lock up the other team's number ones right away, but he'll work his way up there. Hopefully he'll he, he's a he's a safe, solid pick with a secondary Absolutely. that needs Good a lot pick of help by you. And like you said, it's one of the they don't have that many holes. But it's definitely the holes they needed to get filled. So, at where are we now? 18, Miami. I am going Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Now, this was a really tough choice. I had to choose between mm. Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray. And I put on my uh, Miami Dolphins Brian Flores hat and thought to myself, hmm, I'm Brian Flores. I'm from the school of New England. We believe in big, strong Run, uh, linebackers. Look at Dante Hightower, Teddy Bruschi. The list goes on and on. And Patrick Queen, he's a he's a little bit more unconventional uh, linebacker uh, at around like six one, I believe two twenty seven, I believe it was. Um, so I went with Kenneth Murray, who's a he's a bigger uh, uh, linebacker because they need a middle linebacker. They they added um, they mm-hmm. added Calvin Noy to be like an outside linebacker slash edge rusher. Um, they're pretty good on their D-line. It could be a little bit better, but line middle linebacker was their need. So I went with uh, Kenneth Murray, a big, strong, physical middle linebacker that flies around this field with great speed. Um, so that's my pick at 18 for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I like that pick. I think it's a great pick. Um, Brian Flores used to be a linebacker's coach with the Patriots, so he really needs that quarterback of the defense to be a stud. Uh, to be a beast, and that's exactly what Murray is. And so your guy that you were debating on choosing is the Raiders' next pick at 19, Patrick Queen. Raiders have a few holes on defense that they need to fill, one huge one being linebacker. Uh, They may have to take a few in this draft, but Patrick Queen is a great start. Out of LSU, smart player, uh, national champion. He's instinctual. He's very athletic. He could put on a little bit more size, just a tiny bit more, but he's 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 ready for the punch. Um, he's he's great in, in coverage as well, but they just need that that linebacker just to to shore up that defense. To, he's a mean mean linebacker, so that's the kind of football absolutely, they and play that's the type of player that's really like a fast, hard hitting uh, linebacker. And again, a lot of mock drafts. You have the Raiders picking twice. They usually go wide receiver, linebacker, or linebacker, wide receiver. We have them going wide receiver, linebacker. So mm-hmm. things are looking pretty good so far. Yeah, that's a – hey, if they got – if the 
Raiders got Henry Ruggs and Patrick Absolutely. Queen. I think they would um, say they had a good draft. Now we're on to 20. The Jags are picking again. I believe this is what the, this is the pick they got for trading Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. I have them picking Javon Kinlaw. I mean, Correct. it's unbelievable that John uh, Kinlaw has kind of dropped this far. He's one of the better players the rock in the in the draft, especially on the edge. And it's a no brainer. You're you're going to be replacing Yannick uh, Ngakwe soon, who's been demanding a trade. He's been very vocal on Twitter, so it's a no brainer. You draft uh, Javon Kinlaw, replace him, one of the better players in the draft at at the twentieth pick. No brainer, easy pick. So, with the 21st pick, um, it was originally the Eagles, but I traded that pick to the 49ers, so they swapped 21st and for 13. And so my original thought process was the 49ers need a wide receiver, but they could draft back, they could drop back, get some more, get some more assets, um, because there could also be another receiver that falls to them then. I mean, mind you, they're fresh off the Super Bowl. They also need a cornerback, and they also need some O-line help. And there just wasn't anyone that I felt that was super worth it for them, especially if they could trade back. So with the 21st pick, I have them taking T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Um, I personally love T. Higgins. I think he is an he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a home run threat. I think he's going to be a jump ball and red zone target threat, somebody that you need to worry about on the goal line. Um, I think he would be a great mm-hmm. pairing with Jimmy G. He would complement Debo, Debo Samuel very, very well. T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and mind you, all those mm-hmm. running backs, I think that would be a great offense for uh, Kyle right. Shanahan. And let me to, just hold on. Kim Law, I believe, was a defensive tackle, right? I mean, just, yeah, he's a defensive tackle. I, that My logic yes. was replacing Clay's Campbell, who they just traded away, not Jonathan yeah. Gottway, who will get traded away, just to fix that point. Oh, because yes. my next yes. pick... I have the Vikings taking Caleb on chase on the actual edge rusher to replace Everson Griffin mix the two teams up. I mean, again, another no brainer. one of the better players in the draft. We know the Vikings love their defensive players, especially on um, their coach, Mike Zimmer. And then this is a no brainer. You let Everson Griffin go. Who's been the team for a while was one of the better, better players at a position, but, but you got to fill that hole now. So here comes Caleb on chase on LSU national champion. I think that's a great pick. Um, he, he's going to put on a lot of pressure with Daniil Hunter. They would be a, uh, they'd be a great one-two punch. My tw- So with the 23rd pick, we have the Patriots. Um, and I have the Patriots taking A.J. Epineza, uh, D-lineman out of Iowa. He's just a solid D-lineman who, in which the Patriots need very, very badly. Uh, we don't have great depth at our D-line. We have a few good starters, but no, no real depth. And he would provide that very well. Mm-hmm. He would play very well on our defense. Um, he can play multiple positions on the line. And Belichick likes to put these kind of guys in the middle of the line, uh, you Thanks. know, face on with the tackles, outside of the tackles. So he, he'll be playing a lot of different spots. And uh, he'll be producing well. Hopefully facts, he, can get, he can rush I, the I really well. was hoping that one of Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen could fall to us at his position. That's that's my first want. I mean, my first want is wide receiver, but I'm being – it's a more realistic want. My first realistic want is linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, 24, Saints, it, it's Jordan Love. It's just – it's every mock you see it. Jordan Love to the Saints. Jordan Love to the Saints. And it's just the Saints, number one, they don't have any holes to fill. They have a great O-line. They have Drew Brees at quarterback. They have two great running backs. They added Emmanuel Sanders to Michael Thomas in his historic uh, season he just had. They already have a great tight end in Jared Cook. Their defense got better. 
They already have one of the best um, front sevens, especially against the run. It's a dominant front seven, really, led by Cam Jordan. The linebackers, all pro DeMario Davis, who me and you are both huge fans of. And their secondary, like I said, got better mm. um, by adding Malcolm Jenkins. And they already have Marshawn Latimer, who's probably, what, a top five, top seven corner in this league. They don't really have holes anywhere. So mm-hmm. use your 24th high pick, start planning for the future and getting Jordan Love, who I had ranked as my third best quarterback last week so it's the Saints are in outstanding position for the present and for the future for sure I don't see Breeze playing beyond this year so he'll obviously sit watch Breeze you know take him to the playoffs he'll learn Uh, and you know Sean King will groom this kid up yeah and you know Drew Breeze is going to be you know he's going to give him all the tips and tricks that he possibly can so he'll be in great hands um 25th overall pick, the Vikings. So they just picked a 22, got DN, um, LSU. I'm going to take his teammate, Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. Um, with the departure of Trey Wayne's free agent left to the Bengals, uh, releasing Xavier Rhodes, they look to get younger at the cornerback position, look to get faster, um, look to get, honestly, just straight up more athletic. Uh, Xavier Rhodes slowed down this year, and, and and Christian Fulton is is a long, tall cornerback who I, in my opinion, he's head on with uh, AJ Terrell, but Terrell's uh, speed and athleticism is kind of what mm-hmm. puts him above him, in my opinion. Uh, but he's a he's a great he's a great option for them in the secondary. Uh, secondary cornerbacks are kind of this is a, there's going to be a big drop off after Fulton. Mm-hmm. There's a big drop off of the cornerbacks. So I think that they took the the last Facts. the last really really good Agree one. I you. Opinion. Had nothing to add. Uh, twenty six. Miami picking again. Just to recap, Miami picked at number five Justin Herbert, and at number eighteen Kenny, Kenneth uh, Kenneth Murray. So they filled quarterback, linebacker. Their uh their D line looking pretty good already. We know they have one of the best secondaries with Byron Jones. And um, what's his name? The one, that... yeah, Xavier Howard. Uh, so they already Xavier have their, their secondary lockdown. We added linebacker. Their D line's good. They need safety help, so we're giving them Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Again, Brian Flores from New England. We know they love their Alabama products. McKin- uh, McKinney is a uh, very versatile, athletic safety. Um, so he'll be able to fill a lot of hats for this. Um, Dolphins secondary year one kind of like how uh, Patrick Chun is very versatile for us he finds his Patrick Chun but more athletic and younger in uh, Xavier McKenna mm. I love that pick um, Alabama dogs um, and I just think that there's a Brian Flores player written all over it uh, Patriot product that a lot of mock drafts had the Patriots taking him so I could see I could see him going either either way um, and so 27, the Seahawks, whose, def- whose defense, whose team really mm-hmm. has just been decimated these past couple of years, it seems like. Um, they just have no luck, I feel like, with the players that they end up getting. But Trevon Diggs out of Alabama, cornerback, is the route yeah. I'm going. They need secondary help gone. bad. Legion of Boom is, is nowhere to be found. Yeah, that is super gone. Um, and they need to get younger at that position. Uh, like I said, Christian Fulton, there was a big drop off, but this is really the last cornerback, in my opinion, that you can really take in, in the first round without kind of, you know, regretting it. He's out, out of Alabama, very fast, one of the fastest cornerbacks um, in the draft. 
And you know Pete Carroll mm-hmm. loves his speed. He loves his fast guys. So he's going to go um, Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama to help that secondary, hopefully give mm-hmm. Russell Wilson some sort Absolutely. of defense. Coming right. up. Yeah. I have the Ravens at 28. Another team, they do not have that many holes to fill. Um, they probably need some middle linebackers, but again, those guys are gone. I could have gone Zach Bond, but he's not really a middle linebacker. He's more of an outside linebacker, and they have those. Um, so I decided to go Cesar Ruiz, center or interior offensive lineman out of Michigan. Um, as we know, Marshall Yonda, future Hall of Fame uh, guard, retired this year. Kind of early, honestly, but hey, do what makes you happy. Um, he had a great career, but they need to replace him. Um, and Cesar Ruiz, he is, he is a center, but he has experience at guard. If you can play center, you can play guard. Center, center is honestly harder. Um, and they know how to coach up uh, linemen there at in Baltimore. And so he'll be surrounded by great players as well. So Teaser Ruiz filled the whole the void that uh, Marshall Yonah just left in retirement. Nice. He's the best interior O-lineman in the draft, so that's a great pick. Um, with the 29th pick, the Titans take Yeter Gross Matos. He's an edge defender, uh, pass rusher out of Penn State. 6'5", 266, tall, lanky, freak athlete who can bend around the edge. I, I kind of see a little bit of Chandler Jones in him, the way Chandler's body shape and body form is. Um, he's a versatile defender. Um, he's very explosive. He's He doesn't get enough credit for what he does in the run game, and, of course, he can rush mm-hmm. the passer, so that'll help the Titans a lot. They, they added Vic Beasley as well, so – Hopefully they can mm-hmm. create some sort of competition and, and you know, create a little fire under each other and Absolutely. Uh, get uh, the best Packers, out of each other. 30. This is a this is a tough pick for me because their real uh needs are interior, just the interior of their defense, really, whether it be D tackle or linebacker. But I don't know if there's any that that great picks right here. And they also need wide receiver and I might. I think I reached, but I decided to have some fun. It went Denzel Mims out of Baylor. <laughs> you look at that Packers receiving core; it's really Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams. And so they need a big target, but also someone who can win deep. And that's Denzel Mims. He's like we talked about on our last episode. He's my fifth ranked receiver, um, and I believe he has the perfect combination of speed and size. We know Aaron Rodgers has a great deep ball. But he's also really accurate all over the field, obviously, but especially the boundaries. So he'll be able to throw some good 50-50 back shoulder balls to Denzel Mills and Denzel Mims. And Denzel Mills is also a really good route runner. So you pair him with Devontae Adams, he could probably learn a few things from Devontae Adams. And I think it's a really good pick for that offense to keep them moving forward. I like the pick. Aaron Rodgers would be really happy about it, too. I'm sure about that. So with the 31st overall pick, this is the second pick for the 49ers in this round. They drafted 21st after trading back and got T. Higgins. Ten picks later, Mm. they take Josh Jones, offensive tackle. Uh, Josh Jones is a great – he he gets the job done for sure. I'm not going to go and say he's a great offensive tackle. There have been been four great offensive tackles that have been taken already. But he's definitely next up in line, him and Austin Jackson out of USC. Uh, Josh Jones, big man. The 49ers need some offensive help with Joe Staley being old and injured last year. He he suffered his first injury, I believe, of his career last year, missed first games of his career. Um, And so – 
they have to prepare to move on from him, especially if they want to keep Jimmy G healthy and upright and not take any hits. Um, so maybe this might be a good year or half the year to learn behind Joe Staley and eventually get into that starting role. Absolutely. And again, like line. you said, he's a good, not great. We're not going to gas him. Um, and he's probably not a first-round talent either, which is why you hear Brewers of the 49ers wanting to trade out of the first round because it's just it's not it's not really a lot of good picks to take in the first round. And again, Kansas City, not a lot of first-round talent left at this spot, especially with their needs. Their needs are what maybe some secondary help, but not really a lot of first-round talent left. Um, maybe a linebacker. Maybe a linebacker, but, eh. but... Their, their run defense really improved this year. But for me, I decided to go running back because that's been a need of theirs for years, for years. And I thought, you know what? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He'll fit perfectly in. <laughs> He'll fit perfectly. I talked about the modern offense. The Chiefs are as modern as it gets. And imagine a running back like Clyde Edwards Hilaire who can run between the tackles in that offense, who's already going to be spread out. So you'll just have him. And maybe a linebacker or two. He can, he'll easily be able to run through the tackles. He won't take a beating. He'll be able to contribute in the pass game. And you look at what the you look at what the uh, LSU Tigers did this year. They would often just go five wide and just play um, Edward Tillaire as a wide receiver. And that's something the Chiefs will easily be able to replicate with the combination of their receivers, tight ends, uh, Andy Reid being one of the better offensive minds. And you throw in Clyde Edward Tillaire. That'd be a scary offense. Jeez. So that's my pick at 32 with the Chiefs. That's a great – I like the pick a lot. It's Bucks. a little fun pick to end the round. Um, it, this is a lot of fun doing a mock draft. Um, our first as a say less, as a say less duo. Um, hopefully hopefully we're right on all 32 picks. It would be exciting. Um, but we are probably – we've probably <laughs> oh, gotten two or three oh, correct. <laughs> Uh, we will, fi- we will right, find so out thanks Thursday for tuning night. In. Stay tuned. We'll be back after round one for a draft reaction show. Um, but for RJ, for me, say less, stay clean, stay safe.